Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Lisa Stump, Chief Information and Digital Transformation Officer at Yale New Haven Health System. In part one, Stump talks about her team's philosophy when it comes to clinical applications and how it has helped create a foundation for innovation. What she believes were the key components in being able to launch a successful hospital at home initiative and the benefits of holding a full dress rehearsal prior to go live. We'll get to our interview in a moment, but first, please listen to these words from our sponsor. Your organization doesn't compromise on patient care, so why compromise on the endpoints you deploy? iGel is the ultimate operating system for healthcare organizations using VDI, DAS, or SAS. And we're offering a free laptop on which to experience iGel's no compromise OS. Just visit iGel.com slash why compromise. So yeah, I just wanted to talk about some of the things that, that your team's working on and just kind of how some of your approach and strategies have evolved in the last two years. But yeah, I know that uh, everyone knows or a lot of people are familiar with Yale New Haven Health System, but uh, can you give just a very brief, like high level uh, overview? Sure. So Yale New Haven Health System is a five hospital network uh, across seven inpatient campuses that span Rhode Island and Connecticut. We are uh, also supporting our Northeast Medical Group physician practice, which has over 300 locations in New York, Rhode Island, and Connecticut, and then work in close partnership uh, with the Yale School of Medicine and the Yale Medicine Specialty Physician Practices. We employ just about 28,000 employees across our health system. We're about a $4.5 billion enterprise. Okay. And you have Epic in the hospitals, or is it pretty much Epic across the board at this point? We are. Uh, we are Epic across the enterprise, inpatient, outpatient, revenue cycle, access, uh, and then some of the specialty areas like dental. Our philosophy generally is it's all in Epic if it, unless it can't be. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we need a little bit more sophistication than some of those specialty modules provide through Epic, but for the most part, we try to keep it an enter- true enterprise platform. Okay. So I wanted to talk about um, the home hospital program. It's something that um, the why is pretty clear, <laughs> but uh, I can imagine the how gets a little uh, little sticky. But um, yeah. you could just talk a little bit about how this came about and uh, what it's been for your team to, to get this kind of up and running. Sure. So uh, I think the why is pretty clear. You know, for us, it was a combination of uh, really needing to address prolonged length of stay and constrained capacity in our inpatient hospitals, as well as what we fundamentally believe uh, is care in the right place, right? Most people don't want to be in the hospital, uh, and if we can avoid it, we'll want to. And so the the nurturing environment of the home uh, also has uh, some key advantages. So the team here consisted of our post-acute care leadership team, our our physician and nurse uh, dyad partner, And then I have a physician executive director around our telehealth programs that reports in through me in our information technology and digital transformation space. And so connected him early with that work effort, anticipating that, again, the simple connectivity and continuity of the medical record uh, needed to be maintained. And then recognizing that remote patient monitoring of patients in the home was going to be an important piece of the overall program. And so 
we initially determined that partnering with an external company and we chose Medically Home Mm -hmm. would help us accelerate our ability to get the program launched. That while we had many of the right pieces and parts, we didn't have all of the right pieces and parts. And we just didn't yet have that business knowledge around how to construct the operations uh, that would make it efficient right out of the gate. And so partnering with Medically Home made a lot of sense. From that IT digital perspective, uh, again, we were there from inception to really help the teams think through um, what what I call those basic connection points, right? The the medical record to me is a, a key construct of that, right? And so we didn't want a patient to leave the four walls of the hospital, continue their care in the home and have a separate medical record there. We thought that continuity was really important. And so in working with Medically Home, they do have a proprietary software platform. And so we worked hard early to make sure we understood what needed to be transacted in that platform what should continue to be documented and transacted in the electronic medical record, and then making sure we had the right interoperability uh, to keep it all in sync. In working with Medically Home, uh, they do have an implementation consultant partner uh, that also helped bring sort of their experience from other sites that had implemented it. I will say, I think we pushed hardest to ensure that the documentation we thought was important in the electronic medical record actually happened there. The model had been to sort of let things get documented in this third-party system. And, you know, I'm still convinced that was the right approach. Uh, We managed to make it work and, and got that done. And then the digital monitoring pieces, you know, again, we layer in as appropriate, whether it's blood pressure monitoring, other vital signs, et cetera. And then we stood up what we call mission control, which is the centralized sort of command center. So, you know, we have our clinical staff sitting in that space. They've then got the right technologies uh, to view all of the the information uh, that's coming in from patients in the home. We leveraged, again, our existing text and mobile communication platform. We also didn't want the clinicians in the hospital to have to think, oh, Lisa Stump is the patient that went home yesterday. And so I have to reach that care team differently. We Mm -hmm. felt like it was really important that we maintained common infrastructure just to make care easy. Um, So also put all of that uh, in place as well. And then conducted a lot of what has become the norm for us as we've implemented the EMR EPIC, you know, in many places, we did a full clinical dress rehearsal with the folks that would be in mission control and folks that would be out in the field that allowed the state department of public health to come in and observe that that was part of their certification process. Uh, So that worked incredibly well. And then of course we kicked the tires, made sure all the technology worked uh, as we would have expected it to. Okay. And the idea of of doing a full clinical dress rehearsal, something where is this part of the procedure with home hospitals or how did you kind of, you know, know that that was a necessary step? Yeah. So um, I think they had, if my memory serves, their version was a little bit pared down from what I would say is our full blown clinical dress rehearsal. They sort of envisioned a a day in the life, but it was a little bit segmented. You know, we were going to test one thing in one time block and another. And we said, let's just immerse people and do that full. We had fake patients. Some of my IT staff, you know, pretended to be the patient. 
sat mm. in a room down the hall pretending they were at home. So if they needed to call in, did that work? Did the right alert pop up uh, on the screen in mission control? But uh, it really helps people. Sometimes we find things we don't anticipate when you just look at things. Life doesn't happen in those clean little segments. Right. Um, and so just creating scenarios that folks could fully vet, uh, we found really helpful. Okay. And as far as, as mission control, how did you staff that? And has it kind of changed at all as you've kind of gone through the steps of this? Um, I think it will evolve over time. We envisioned, and it's how we stood it up. Uh, it is right now a hybrid model. We hired some new folks to work in mission control. And then through the relationship with Medically Home, they are providing some people so that there's a shared learning environment. Um, we then eventually hope we sort of wean ourselves off of the reliance on Medically Home and that it'll be a fully in-sourced operation. The other thing Medically Home really brought that I do think we would not be live yet if, if we had to create it all, but they bring all of the relationships with the third-party providers in the region around whatever it is, home lab draw or yeah. you know, meals in the home, those types of things. We didn't have to go do our own market assessment, negotiate a contract. Yeah. That was a really good speed to value kind of approach that was helpful too. Yeah. And were there any challenges that came up that you really hadn't anticipated? Not really. You know, I think the implementer, the consultants, you know, helped structure sort of what I'll call the feedback and input sessions. So we spent the better part of a week in half day sessions where they would pose various questions. We could talk about the way we operate today. Ideally that would work for home hospital, but if it presented a problem, we, we sort of worked through all of those. So yeah. thankfully there haven't been any, I think our biggest worry honestly was in the lead up to the, the folks we needed to hire that the recruitment space is just really tough right now, but we were able to get through that. So far, you know, the, the patients that we've treated, it, it's borne out, you know, people really appreciate being in the comfort of their own home. We've not had anyone uh, need to, you know, come back and be readmitted. Uh, so it's progressing as we had hoped. And I'd imagine that from an infrastructure standpoint, really so much of this had been in place or the pieces were in place just based on, you know, the work that had been done probably for a while. So that I'm sure right. that that was really key. It was. And, you know, we've operated uh, tele-ICU for probably 10 years now, you know, just about yeah. 10 years. And so the concept of a, a central bunker, you know, mission control and mm -hmm. managing patients remotely was very familiar to us. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think even for a lot of the technological components uh, was a big help in, you know, how we knew we, we needed to operate. Yeah. And I've just, I've got a really talented team who understand. I mean, there, there were points, I don't mean to make it sound like an insult to the implementation consultants, but my team would sort of call an audible and be like, let's frame the questions this way, right? Because we know our Epic environment really well. Yeah. We can anticipate, uh, you know, what we're going to need to build. So that was very effective as well. And just, they were very collaborative. So that worked. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.